If I didn't care More than words can say If I didn't care Would I feel this way? Hello, Internet. Internet. This is session... James, you are too drunk for podcast. Go home. This is session 16 plus or minus one. Let me see. Uh, actually, Fallout. Uh, yeah, Fallout's... It's actually session 17. 17, right. Um, although it's also technically session 15 if you want to, if you want to count the two sessions if it were Dungeon World. Well, it's still in the Fallout universe. Uh, it's, it's... Look, what are the odds that we're in a simulation right now if you really think about it? I don't know. Well, the, easiest, on... the easiest way to find out if you're in a simulation is to look for look for loopholes, things like an absolute temperature or a maximum speed. While you all ruminate on that, I'm going to uh, crinkle a plastic bag. Sorry, guys, Sorry. I'm going through a tunnel. What did I do there? There, I get actually use my in-person fudge dice now. Oh, sweet! Because <laughs> I bought them before, and then the next few games were <laughs> were Dungeon World. Introducing on loan from the freelance astronaut our special guest star, Crinkly Plastic Bag. That was me looking behind the Crinkly Plastic Bag from a dice. So anyway, last time we were here, they all went into Lanzo's head. They all went into Lanzo's head. You all remember, it was two sessions. Yep. Go back and listen to them if you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And at the end of this thing that happened, they, um... They received a 30-digit code that was said by Merlin to unlock Arthur's greatest treasure. So I believe you guys were on the way to the... Um, what's the full name of the place, Lanza? Um, oh, the name of the, the name of the medieval times place. King Arthur's Court Dinner and Entertainment? I don't know. Feast and I, Entertainment. I, I, I could have sworn sw- sw- it was like something-something dinner and tourney, wasn't it? It was medieval well, times times dinner and attorney is what it's based on. Yeah. What it's based on? I don't know if we should infringe on the copyrights. Oh, I didn't know medieval times dinner and attorney was a real place. You did? Wait, what? No, it's real and it's totally cool and you should go there. Wait, James, you didn't know medieval times is real? Look, I, I've gone to the Renaissance Fair a couple times. Oh no, my I've been god. To, never never oh been to a medieval god. It's a restaurant where they have like live stage jousting yeah and yeah, you eat you, you eat didn't... entire chicken legs i went there in middle yeah. school on a field trip <laughs> yeah i mean so, so it's basically a compressed renaissance fair uh, come on uh come on james the medieval times happened you know like what a thousand years ago or so i mean get with the program oh, yeah God, no medieval no, times dinner really and tournament is, is totally for reals um yeah the thing that freaks me out is i've never seen or heard of it but matt has and he does not live that far from me yeah no there's ads for it <laughs> I, I guess they don't have them in southwestern ohio cincinnati <laughs> southwestern ohio is hardly ambiguous enough to not know what i'm talking about anyway to be fair, there isn't actually anything in it is a black hole of entertainment. Yes, there's not even a medieval times there. It really isn't. It's just... I'd look it up if I weren't in the middle of recapping. All right! So you guys uh, you guys make it out to King Arthur's 
you guys are making your way out to King Arthur King Arthur's Jolly Old Dinner and Tourney. Sponsored by Nuka Cola. <laughs> a Nuka Cola production. By the way, fun fact about Fallout, guys. The canon creator of Nuka Cola what had his name jammed together by the creators of Pepsi and Coke. Nice. The single collaboration of those two companies. Like really awkwardly the name was jammed together. What is the name? Ah, oh, geez, what was the name? Did they take John or did they take Pemberton? I think they took both. I don't even know who made Pepsi Cola. Uh, uh, Caleb Bradham. The, the the name they went with was John Caleb Bradburton. <laughs> nice. <laughs> John Caleb separated by a hyphen. Yeah. That's great. I love that. <laughs> so. Uh, you guys are moving back through Alabama, I believe we decided is where it was. Yeah. Uh, Deep medieval country. <laughs> where did we get a vehicle? Like, did we stop back at our place and like check in with the check in with the um uh with the Sons of Liberty? I can't remember their name. <laughs> uh, and at this point, the uh, the Brotherhood of Steel is happy to lend you one of their lesser vehicles. Cool. Nothing too impressive, of course. Yeah, like, it's like a Jeep. Yeah, and not even like a, not even like a lowercase J Jeep like the military might use, like a capital J Jeep. Oh, so a GP. <laughs> I'm talking like, like it, it got sold in the secondary markets from a used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it fits Lanso. Lanso's got his, Lanso's Lanso's got his, his own. That is true. <laughs> we can yeah, store, his, we can store mighty... your scooter in the back of the yes, Grand Cherokee. Th- that, that, that one scooter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you all pile in, you all pile in your sport utility vehicle, and you start making your way along the fractured, broken, cracked roads of, well, Florida into the dirty South. Yeah, it all. There's about uh, the I spy ends about like five minutes in. <laughs> We've guessed every possible thing with dirt and rocks. I spy a beat boulder. Damn it. <laughs> You're really good at this. The license plate game's a lot harder, though. <laughs> well, until you get to the uh, highways that go out of the major cities and there's cars upon cars upon cars trying to get out. Yeah. That's Not just... currently trying to get out. At one point they were. <laughs> I would be very surprised if they were currently trying to get out. Mostly broken by various forms of shockwave radiation. Yeah, it's also we probably have to get off of them because I'm guessing a lot of these like go to bridges that have since like collapsed. A good number of them. There's quite a few times where you have to drive off the road and go down into a, a deep valley that houses a somewhat radi- irradiated creek. We come to the difficult decision of whether we must ford the river or cock the jeep and float it. <laughs> you cock the jeep and it becomes non-functional upon reaching the other side. Well, we have to construct. We have to construct something to protect the. Uh, we have to construct something to protect the air intakes. <laughs> uh, rest in peace, pepperoni and cheese. And build a snorkel. We end up turning this jeep into a Land Rover over the course of this journey. But <laughs> Lancer dies of dysentery somehow it was common back then i really hope he doesn't have a dysentery function (laughs) well if you want accurate medieval simulation he's also got a syphilis function all right so 
you make it through a good amount of the night, actually. The night is surprisingly calm. Surprisingly calm, anyway. There's there's a couple times where various rad beasts come and try and get you. I, I what is? Are there any particularly large rad beasts? Nah, they're they're pretty standard fare. There's some wild dogs. About the big about the biggest thing you run into is uh, there's a centaur that you narrowly avoid. Ooh, yeah. Um. Of course, the Brotherhood didn't, By the not, way, didn't, didn't give us the jeep that they had uh, strapped a machine gun to. By the way, audience, if you haven't seen Fallout, the centaur you're thinking of is probably not correct. Uh, a centaur. Yeah, I think, 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 think more human centipede. Yes. Uh, a centaur is a distended human. The torso of which is growing out of a rather larger torso that has extra arms and legs coming out of it, giving it a bug-like form. And there are three long tentacles coming out of its mouth, and it can spit poison over very long distances. Oh, look those things! Look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's... Yeah, they're 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 pretty grotesque. Um, yeah, like in most cases, a particularly large, interesting thing would cause Vespa to be like, I'm gonna hunt it, but centaurs are fucking creepy. She doesn't want anything to do with that shit. Right then. Uh, yeah. And you especially don't want to stick around because centaurs are typically the pets of super mutants. Yeah, and not the shitty super mutants. <laughs> this is true. You've dealt with the super mutant before. Yeah, we said we do. Unfortunately, well, this time we don't have Reagan with us. We, you don't have Robo Reagan here. We now. don't have Robo Reagan. We also don't have. Uh, we also don't have our uh, our our uh, religious leader. The sins are long national nightmare. We tried to. We tried. We we almost considered bringing Robo Reagan with us, but he's too innocent, too pure. <laughs> he can't. He won't survive this trip. His body I mean, will, but his spirit to, will not. To be fair, it's probably a legitimately good idea not to bring any other robots on this mission. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to you bring. I'd like robots? to bring Reagan to a medieval court. Okay. So once you start hitting deep south country, you know, the more north you go, the more south you get. When you're talking about Florida, mm-hmm. you start hit. You start hitting the overgrown wilderness again. Poisonous vines, large sickly looking trees that have lost all of their outside nutritious foliage it's a swamp it's a swamp and it's terrible it's not even good enough to be called wetlands yeah the water table is still above ground but the water is highly irradiated it's worth popping a rad x at this point yeah rad x for immediate protection from radiation damage to your soft tissue yep their motto is, it's essential for a post-apocalyptic survival. It contains 10,000% your daily dose of iodine. Ugh. No, wait, that, no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's what the, that's what the actual, those, that's what the actual real radiation pills contain. Oh, right. It's just the lesser, use a lesser radiation. <laughs> just feel that healing deep in your thyroid glands. Yep. And your lymph nodes. For all of those of you, for all of those of you who have those. <laughs> Am I right? You know what I'm talking about. And with a bit of deft driving, you manage to make good time to um, the the jolly old dinner and tourney. It's a, it's a rather broken down place. 
it's built like a medieval castle, but the crenellations have fallen. One of the towers has come off completely to reveal it's made of mostly of foam rubber and styrofoam. And there's a there's a great wooden set of double doors on the front of it that you can see upon flashing your headlights on it that there are deep scratch marks on the front doors as if someone has tried to force their way in. That ain't good. Hmm. Well, I guess we can assume it is unbreached. Uh, Lancer, these are your people. Do you know how to hail them? Hail. Uh, there is no answer from the door itself. Uh, there appear to be, um, so it's just, is it just like two huge doors or is this like a, or does it actually have like a weird, like, drawbridge thing? Or is it like a big Um, thing that looks like a drawbridge? There's some, there's some, uh, chains that go from the sides of the doors to the, uh, the corners of the building, but there's no actual drawbridge. Just a large set of castle style double doors. Okay. If you look past the place, you can see a large grassy clearing where presumably at one point there were elaborate jousting matches. Okay, so part of this place was... Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, part of this place would be outdoors. Um, yeah, their, their, their jousts weren't indoors. Okay. Um, how, What's the shape of the door like? You said something tried to scratch its way in. Uh, how are the doors closed? Uh, they're chapel-style doors that open inward. Uh, let's see. I'll push on it. You push on it, but it seems as though they are braced. Give me a notice check. Can do. First hold the game. Ooh, maybe I can't do. <laughs> uh, anyone who's I did okay at it. Can... Plus two is <laughs> fine. You hear murmuring and whispering inside, but you can't make out any of it. Uh, hmm. Uh, hail and well met, citizens of Camelot. Uh, we are on a sacred quest with uh, with the one and only Lancelot. Behold. Lancelot flexes. Boy, they talk. I know, right? Oh, okay. You're not, like, part of the attraction. All right, yeah. Look, we're here. There's there's a, there's stuff here that we need, and well, specifically that he needs. Uh, we're cool. I'm a doctor. Uh, we can share supplies. And then Chris kind of kinda makes a thumbs up with, like, eh? You see an eye come between the cracks of the door and focus on Lanzo. Ah, you bring another of the Heavenly Emissaries? Um, heavenly Emissaries? Oh, yes. Uh, just kind of looks to Lanzo like, you know what he's talking about? Please, please, throw down your arms and we'd be happy to let you enter. Yeah. Alex looks at her arms in a very confused manner. Your weapons. <laughs> Would it be acceptable if oh, I, uh, I peace-tied Caliborn? Yes, that, that sounds like something that would be agreeable. Alright, fine, and he'll, uh, oh, he'll throw up in the, uh, or he'll just keep pumping the shotgun until shells stop coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll pick up the We're... shells and put them in his bag. <laughs> action hero style. We've come <laughs> for action. Look, it's a lot easier to get them out this way than the other way. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, once you've got your weapons secured or piece-tied or zip-tied to their satisfaction, they open the doors for you. All right. The person might murder all of them. I was going to say, Vespa probably doesn't relinquish her revolver. 
I think um, the thing is they're fine if we I think they're they're fine if we safety our weapons or make it like difficult to access them immediately. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I think so long Lanso, as you make a showing of like, you know, emptying the cylinder. Lanso, Lanso peace ties your revolver. Thanks. <laughs> right then. You just put like a nail through one of the chambers <laughs> so that it can't turn. Or just yeah. like wrap the chain around with a handle that goes behind the trigger so you can't pull the trigger all the way. Yeah, that could work too. Be very or Alex, Alex could disassemble it and then reassemble it when you need it. You are greeted by a man in red robes with a pair of welding goggles on. Welcome, welcome. Uh, hi. I'm Chaplain Mulcahy. Happy to meet you. Uh, Chaplain? Chris Yao, well, followers of the apocalypse. Well, not exactly, friend. Oh, sorry. You said Chris Yao, followers of the apocalypse? Yeah. Sorry. Ah, I know of your organization. They do great work across the wasteland. Yeah, we've been uh, doing. Yeah, we've been uh, doing a lot of work. I split off recently to found another, uh, found a whole community, along with all these fine folks. Wonderful, uh, wonderful. And he'll give Thanks them. Thanks, Sir like... Lancelot of the Round Table. Ah, Lancelot. I've, we've read a great deal about you, sir. That's so blushes. <laughs> you can't tell. Oh, I thought <laughs> he had. I thought stiff. he had like brake lights installed <laughs> in his cheeks. No, it's just a sizzling sound as the dirt burns off of his cheeks and they turn red hot. He is a self-cleaning lanso. <laughs> um, uh, I'm Alexander Rain. R- R- I mean, mechanic. I see. So then, are you one? Are you one of ours, or just a wasteland mechanic? Um, I guess the latter. I I'm not really sure. About your organization. Are you not an adherent of the Word of Jones? The Word of... She... She... She pauses. God damn it, I had a feeling this is gonna be the case. Thinks for a second. Jones, like... You you mean Jim Jones? Yes, yes, Jim Jones. Um... He, lo- he looks visibly excited. I... Kind Indeed, of... she is the chosen of his order. Shh. <laughs> Well, blank face. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly Her face just kind of freezes in place. He steps back a bit, his face darkens, and he starts looking out the side of his eyes at you. That is a lofty claim to make. Uh, what have you? What sermons have you heard of uh, of Jones? Oh, simply that the robots are the ascended race that will one day survive humanity and go on to create a perfect society. It's the standard fare. Hmm. And how have you heard these? Why you came through. Oh, very well. Uh, well, I have, um, we have met him. He traveled with us for quite a while, and, uh, he did seem to think I was somewhat special, I guess? I never really fully got it. Hmm. I, but it seemed to make him happy, so... Well, your destiny may have yet revealed may have yet to reveal itself. Although she is kind of a whiz with robots, if you have any that need repairs. Ah, uh, yeah. If you there's any repair work that needs to be done, I can help out with that. That is her expertise. Hmm. Perhaps we'll see in time. For now, come in, partake of our food, our drink. It's the least we can do for pilgrims such as yourself. Certainly. Thank you. And as you walk in, the smell of rancid steak hits your nose. 
hard to keep food fresh in the deep swamp. Right. <sighs> We've also brought a bounty of spice. You know, we are actually doing pretty good on spice. We've sent a couple people out to Louisiana. Turns out they have quarts of the stuff hanging around. Hmm. Interesting. Chris will note that down somewhere. I should have brought one of the Roombas. I bet they would have loved to adopt one. Yeah, you got the point. And as, as you look around, the walls are adorned with tattered tapestries of generally Arthurian style. There's a, there's a couple of stained glass windows, each of which is emblazoned with a stylized picture of one of the knights in human form, of course. Does the land, does the one of Lancelot actually look like, uh, the Lanso from, in Lanso's head? It does actually, as does Lamarack, as does, per- as does Percival and Galahad and all of the ones you ran into, as does Mordred. Although that one's had a rock thrown through it. Ah. If you didn't say that, I was gonna. <laughs> There's also a great number of large, heavy oaken tables that are heavily stained with dropped wine and mead and soda. A couple of bottles of Nuka-Cola around. And guarding the door to the employee entrance is, sitting cross-legged, a rather sleek robot with that has a spear lying next to it. Lanzo, you recognize this as Percival. Hey, Percy. He does not respond. Percival? Did he shut down? He appears to be unactive. He appears to be uh, unactive. Unactive? Inactive. Inactive, that's the word. Hey, uh, is... Can you, can you turn him back on? Is he, is he not working or something? Mulcahy comes up behind you. Well, we have a strict non-intervention policy with him. We are certain that when the need is greatest, he will come back to us. Ah, uh, so he's just not doing anything? He's not broken? Likely. We haven't gone in and checked. I've, that that I've would be in. that'd be quite rude of us. Oh. I leaned in close and whispered the series of numbers. Um, he does not respond to those numbers. By the way, Lancelot, you know what is behind that door. You've you've seen it many a time. Although it's been a very long time since the last time you've seen it. They are a series of pods to which each of the knights returned at the end of each day. Huh. Do I remember the purpose of these pods? Um, give me a science check that only you may make. I should probably have opened the fudge drawer already, but I didn't. It's okay. Not crafts? It has to be science? Specifically science. You have a decent idea of how they work, but you need science to know what they do. Hmm. If this roller loads... There you go. Are you using Ovaton? Yes. Cool. Although, is it pronounced Ovaton? How have I now? I don't even know who made it. Uh, Loic Pot? I guess it would be. More Ovalton, please. It probably would be uh, Ovaton. <laughs> Loic. Alright, let's see. Uh, what does a minus one get me? What's your science at? Zero. It's a minus one, eh? All you all you know for sure is that at the beginning of every day upon exiting the pod you felt refreshed. Did I remember the previous day? Vaguely? 
seemed like a distant dream. And days before were even days before the previous day were always even hazier. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask the fine gentleman here if they have seen any swords potentially in stones or in the lake with the lady. Oh, what would we give to see a lake? But no, we've seen no such thing. And I assume you ask in case it's back there, and no, none of us have gone back there. It's clear that our robot friend here would not want us to go that way. Well, um, Lancel's kind of on, like, a important quest. There's something we need to find here somewhere. There's one left, something we have to go that way. Well, I guess we could look elsewhere first. Seems a decently big place. Lancel's gonna walk forward and try to go through. Roll me an athletics check. Okay. Uh, plus two. Uh, Percival the robot, immediately his hand snaps to the spear and it spins around, knocking your legs out from under you. His leg moves out from his cross-legged position and he kicks you about three feet across the room, back into the center. Oh, oh boy. That's definitely Percival. And he puts, puts back the spear, returns his leg, and goes back to his non-responsive state. Alright then. He uh, didn't seem to recognize you. Or he is on a quest to protect this door. Was it a quest more of a mission? An assignment. What's the, uh, the password? Mm. I I could try and diagnose him, but I'm worried that he may um attack me if I try to do anything to him. Let us look around first. Alright. Alright, where would you like to go? Mulcahy and the others simply sit around, and he has five other people with him, by the way. They all sit in their red robes around the, around one of the oaken tables sharing a meal. Mostly fancy lad snack cakes, some chips, a single soda. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. anything that would reasonably be in a restaurant of this type is there. So, Remind me again, like, Percival is basically in front of a hallway? Uh, he's in front of a closed door. Okay. And when Lancer tried to open the door, he, uh, he did his Percival thing. Okay, uh, Vespa will try going around, see if there's any other alternative, alternative interests. Like, from the outside? Yeah. Alright, you go back around, and in fact, it seems as though the, uh, the windows are pretty heavily, there's two small, like, bathroom-sized windows and they are rather thickly barred. She comes back in. Nah, there ain't no getting around in the other way. Well, maybe there's some... I don't know. If this is where Lanso and the others are from, maybe there's, like, I don't know, something left behind that can, like, a clue or something related to them. That's what looks around. Are there really, like, any offices? Like, manager's office or something? Uh, sure, there's a different employees-only door. I'll say there's three. One goes to the kitchen, and one goes to whatever Percival's guarding, and one goes to the administrative section. She nods, and she'll uh, start walking towards the administrative. Well, K.E. gets up and walks with you. Something private over here? Not private in particular, but it's where we keep most of our supplies and day-to-day -day oh. things, you understand? Fair enough. Yeah. I didn't want to steal from you. Don't worry. I, I suppose Alex tags along because she wants to look around the whole place anyway. All right. 
Chris, Lance, are you doing anything different? Uh, neither of them are actually here. Oh, never mind. Neither player is actually here. Both gotcha. players are away from the keyboard. Sweet. All right, so you you make your way into the administrative section. Uh, there's a corner in front of you that turns off into the administrative part of it. And once you turn that corner, the stone-hewn walls give way to your standard khaki paneling and cream-colored walls. And there's a number of cubicles. And adorned on the wall are a couple of makeshift paintings of rather bandit warlord-looking people. Just looks over at uh, the uh, pastor? Chaplain. Chaplain? Just looks over at the chaplain, just uh, motions at those. You know what those are? Yes, this was... We were not the first people to occupy this since the bombs fell. These are a number of warlike bandits. Every year, I believe, they use the grounds behind this place as a sort of death arena, and the winners were immortalized here in oil and, I I think, blood. I've never actually done an analysis of the chemicals, but I can only assume. Are any of them Blastmaster? Funnily enough, the most recent one is... Hey, um, that one looks familiar. Oh, good God, that's Blastmaster. Yeah, it, it says below it, Blastmaster the Victorious. <laughs> Victorious is a word for him. She'll give, she'll, she'll give the uh, the depiction of Blastmaster a thumbs up. She does appreciate it. There is a viewing window, a uh, one-way tint window, that the people in the administrative office used to look out onto the tourney and make things make sure things were going okay. You can see through this window that there are a number of rather large craters in the uh, in the jousting grounds. Not even a little bit surprised. Not even a little. Yeah, besides that, it's a couple of offices, a couple of computers, a couple of servers. What are you looking for? Uh, I don't know. She'll, uh, she will hit up Oh, whatever. Uh, she'll hit up one of the uh, one of the computers. Uh, and try and... Um, yeah, I guess Alex uh, will ask the person, is it okay if we look at the computers? Fine by me, as long as you don't rig anything up in them. Yeah, no, I'm pretty good with that. Oh, hello. Hey, Chris. Hey. Check it oh, out. Just about to hit you. She motions to the, uh, to the uh, makeshift painting of Black, Blastmaster. Yes, there's a... There's an immortalized painting of Blastmaster as he, as apparently bandits, every year or so, bandits come o- and hold a big kill arena, and the winner is immortalized in, uh, in a painting that is hung in this office. <laughs> and, uh, the most recent winner is Blastmaster. <laughs> if you look out through the window onto the, onto the grounds, you can see several craters. And funnily enough, the painting in front of that you recognize as the uh, as the man with the clones that tried to get the brain dead clone back from uh, from Kismet Park. Right. Oh, it's one of them. It's it's tough to notice him for a moment for a moment because he's covered in so many tribal tattoos and adornments and things like that. But it's definitely him. Hmm. Because he gets around. So. That's the current synthetic computer. Uh, see if you can even access it. Yeah, Chris will yeah. check it. There, there, there's a guest account. What sort of thing are you trying to uh, access? Is there any um, recent logs, anything referring back to... Uh... That you're going to want a user account for, and for that I'm going to need a science check from someone. I can do that pretty easy. 
Let's see. Unless I fail real bad. Nope. I got a plus five. Plus five. That's nice. Yeah, you um, you get an administrative account into this computer. It opens up a lot of financial spreadsheets that would that would have been highly lucrative about 200 years ago. <laughs> yes, time to do all the late insider trading. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a number of spreadsheets and powerpoints about the normal goings on. There's a couple of maintenance reports, and as you take a look through those, you see that. Um, well, once you decipher their maintenance codes by looking through a cross-referenced dictionary of codes, basically, that they have installed on the computer, you find that several several of the pods have malfunctioned, the pods that Percival is guarding at the moment. Uh, what are in, what's in these pods? It doesn't say what's in them, but um, there each of them gives a, a designation number, and particularly M506, says it has a damage connector. Hmm. Uh, well, if they're properly labeled, we can go and investigate the faults, see if we can repair those. Oh, also, similarly, a different damage connector is in pod KA503. Now, the problem is we're going to have to still get past Percival. Means, but there's what he's got. I mean, he's not doing much, is he? Now it'll kick your ass to try and get through. Oh, so he is working. Yeah, he didn't see it. He kicked Lancer halfway across the room. I did not, just, actually. He was busy looking at things. And then he just sat back down like nothing happened. Interesting. So what sort of things are you looking for? Hmm. I'm sorry, what we need in this quest to open up Arthur's treasure... Arthur's greatest treasure. Is there anything, uh, is there, uh, is there any, uh, like, remaining, I don't know, mythology or anything written in these, uh, written in these terminals? Uh, like what? Generally speaking, you can find an employee handbook that contains much of, basically a long synopsis of King Arthur's stuff, King Arthur's myth, for, uh, <laughs> The myth of King Arthur's stuff. <laughs> For staying in character purposes. Gotcha. This is King Arthur's rumpus room. This is where he held his rumpus. Next to King Arthur's man cave. <laughs> it is where the rumpus usually is. Yes. Um, hmm. Uh, I guess I'll look up stuff on Percival. Um, what Percival, what, what Percival's purpose was in the myths, because I'm actually not that familiar with it myself. Like in the King Arthur mythos, or yeah. What, in what this is particular... what is what is or well, what his relationship was to Arthur and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, Percival was of course one of King Arthur's knights of the Round Table. Mm-hmm. Um, he was of he was named of various uh, of various births depending on which uh, which account you read. He is brother to Sir Lamorak, actually. Right, Sir Lamorak was the one who kept almost dying in the simulation. Uh, yes. Okay. Lamrak was the angry one. He was also the one that transformed into the monstrosity when he was fighting Bors the Younger. Right, okay, right. And uh, Percival's sister, I believe, was the bearer of the Holy Grail. And depending on the author, uh, he may have been the Grail hero, but that may also have been Galahad. The King Arthur mythos is complicated. It wasn't... Okay, out of character. Go ahead. Galahad was added by uppity Frenchman who wanted a more French dude to be a hero. 
yeah. in this English epic poem or epic right. whatever's. And then it all got kind so, of mixed Galahad's up. bullshit. He is a Marty stew, and I hate him. But in character, he's my son, so I'm all about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the employee's manual specifically says to be vague about who the Grail hero is. In case of uppity nerds. Percival's one of the coolest. Gotta admit. Yeah, Percival is pretty cool. Like, he didn't, he murdered, like, a, uh, what was it? Some kind of mythical monster while in, like, a dress, I think. Because <laughs> his mom tried to dress him like a girl and so he wouldn't run off. Like, tried, I think tried to raise him as a girl so that he wouldn't run off and become a knight like all of her other sons that she was worried would die. Yeah. Gen- generally speaking, it, it's just, like, after after his father died, Percival's mother took him to the forest and rose him ignorant to the ways of men. But when he was 15, some knights passed through and he's like, oh, my God, they're so cool. That's I so want, cool. Oh, my God. I want to be one. I want to be that. And then he turned out to be a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. He's he three in dream. I'm a thing. I don't know what the hell it was. So I'll admit, I'm kind of at a loss here. Well, it seems like nothing short, seems like not, 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 nothing short of a, putting a bullet in Percy's head is coming to mind. I don't think Lance is going to want to do that. Uh, if you say that with an earshot of Lance, so he just looks at you. Uh, also, also, Chaplain Mulcahy puts a finger up and opens his mouth. Chris is going to investigate the gift shop. Sure, the gift shop. What are you looking for? Uh, do they have any? Do they have any grails? They do. They have a. They have a large collection of stuffed grails. <laughs> they don't and even have di- ones you can drink out of. It's just like plush grail <laughs> of three different sizes for differing. Uh, for differing what? For differing for diff- what? <laughs> for differing wallet sizes. <laughs> what is the purpose of this? <laughs> what do you do with this? You give it to your child to give them dreams of knighthood when they sleep. Chris will take the largest grail that is of serviceable condition. Are you going to do what I think you're going to do? We got no, I got no other ideas. I hope this doesn't work. If this works, it's stupid. So you're gonna bring the uh, the the holy the holy beanie baby grail to to Percival? Yes, the holy plush grail. All right. As you bring it close to his face, you see a a small scanner open up in one of his eyes, and it passes left and right across it. And there is a rather loud beeping noise, as though it's a common rejection noise. Just, eh, eh. All right. That didn't work. Yes, but we know we have to give him. We know we have to give him some sort of icon, possibly a Grail-shaped one, maybe one that's yeah. more Grail-shaped than this. This is like a hundred years old, and it was made. It's made of like I don't know, lycra. Okay, he puts his finger back up and opens his mouth. Um, if it's gonna stop you from putting a bullet through our religious icon, I don't want to put a bullet through your religious icon. Don't I know me. you don't want to. <laughs> She's not going to. Not gonna. There is a grail he might be more interested in. All right. He pulls out a, a he pulls out two small wristbands from a from a rather ornately adorned box in one corner of the feast hall. What's on the wristbands? They appear to be heart rate monitors. Uh, hmm. Uh. What is the purpose of these? Well, this is a sort of a throwback to uh, the bandit days. 
this dinner in Turney does have a holy grail. It's made of metal and everything. Alright. But it's in a locked box. Alright. Where's the locked box? Outside. Where outside? Well, the winner of the tourney is blessed with a sip from the Holy Grail. So it's out among all the craters? Oh, it's perfectly intact by the tourney hall, but it's locked. And it's linked to to these. Alright, why did you sound so uh, unhappy? Because that safe has never been able to be opened until someone dies wearing this wristband. Wait, it needs to be open through, like, sacrifice? No, the winner gets to drink from the grail. Oh. Blastmaster drank from it. Oh, you mean the more recent tournaments. Yes. Hmm. She's gonna look at... You know, there might be a, there might be, there might be a way we can do this. Did, did this exist before? Like, was this kind of thing already in place when you guys got here? Well, when when we got here, the bandits had been cleared off. I I assume Blastmaster. So, Chris. So Blastmaster is the first tournament winner, then. He's the last tournament winner. Is he the only tournament winner? No, there's been a number, but they stopped having the tournaments after him. Hmm. Understandable. <laughs> I Chris, just got a question for you. Shoot. Can you stop my heart without killing me? Uh, depends on the, your definition of dead. Can you stop my heart without permanently killing me? I like how you asked that question when no one said the word dead. Well, this heart, it's, well, uh, I'm thinking about a much simpler way to do this. These, these device, I'd have to take a look at these devices, but if they're not, if they're not terribly sophisticated, we might be able to convince them that somebody's dead. Uh, Lanzo, you've actually seen these wristbands before, but when you Where? saw them up here, but when they were used, they were actually emergency bands for when they use humans for the tourneys instead of robots. It happens sometimes. People like blood. And stage blood's too expensive. Yeah, I'll share that, except probably in less overt and obvious ways. <laughs> right. Alright. So, did that training before. Well, if you have any ideas on how to trick this thing into thinking that uh, you won... Um, else, well, I guess yeah, where's the any ideas of how to stop my heart without killing me? Where's the system that I've been uh, bad before? I would I'd give it a try. Or where's the system that reads from these wristbands? We believe it's actually contained within a an internal computer of the safe the Grail is held in. Hmm. And it's supposed to open after it after it notices any death. The tournament didn't have well, a specific way that people had to die. No, there was a great number of varied ways it happened, it seemed. Alright. Um, Ludovico the Bloody, I think, used bear traps. Yes, and Blastmaster used... Uh, Blast, Blastmaster was as Blastmaster did. Right. I was but think I, survived. From what little accounts I've heard, if both people died, the safe didn't open. Right. right. It has to be one winner and one person. And what's the uh, mechanics of the thing? An impossible list to. I think it's. Well, I, I mean, mean it's, it's just it's, it's just it's just listening to your heartbeat, right? An impossible list to yeah. have two people wear and the number just takes the thing off. That's what I. That's one of the things I was considering. Well, it's, I assume people have tried that before, but I think it's been pretty airtight so far. Um, 
my assumption, and we've had some of the people look at it, uh, we think it can detect the panic state of a heart about to die. Right. So we need to. Right. So we need to. We need to make some kind of exertion, and one of us needs to be ab. This is going to be the harder part because one of us needs to be convinced that they're going to die and then not die, or we need to be able to recreate us, or we need to be able to recreate a sudden adrenaline spike. You are the doctor, and uh, I have never you, gone through anything like that before, so I'm willing to do the try. You're good at going in the computers and stuff. There's no way you could like reprogram it or something. Um, I don't know. Well, I'd have to look at it. I'm guessing, but I'm, but I mean, all of the, I'm guessing all of the processing data. I could try and look I at mean, the transmitter and see how to mess with that, but I don't want to break it in case you know. Then we're not getting mm, in at all. Yeah, yeah the ra- the radio components are largely internal, and it's hard to tell if it's in any way safeguarded against tampering. Mm, same problem with me taking it apart. Then also, don't we need two? Because somebody needs one needs to be somebody needs to be active to be normally wearing the regular one, right? Yeah, he gave you two wristbands. Yeah. Um. Look, I have a perfectly sensible uh, solution. And this also kind of rules out your plan of uh, of getting some sort of drug that would kill somebody. Because if you go into it knowing, if you go into it with the idea that you're going to die, you might be too relaxed. Right. So, just a adrenaline rush that would make my heart think that I'm going to die. Basically. And then the and then the wristband needs to be removed to terminate vital signs exactly if you can put that together well the wristband doesn't like latch onto your arm right it shouldn't be tough to remove it i don't know what is the wristband uh the wristband appears to have a magnetic lock on it that um it does it can be removed at any time but it appears to know whether it is on or off a person if we could try and we'd have to find if we could find some sort of insulator to put it between to put between it and your arm that might we might be able to do that. What we might be able to trick it. It has to be something pretty thin and something pretty receptive. We could try playing around with it. I'll, I don't. I don't know if we if there's any way we can see the output from the uh, from the from this. Uh, Alex, can you can you kind of scan around radio signals? Maybe you could. Maybe your pit boy can tap into the radio frequency and we can get some of the output. We can get a better idea how this works. Alright. Oh, also, if you're looking for something that will create a heavy adrenaline rush, you can give me a medicine check. Sure. Dice go. Uh, that's a plus seven. Plus seven. Uh, you know what you've got in your med kit? Yeah, I figured, uh, I'm guessing I have some sort of adrenaline. You have an EpiPen. Ooh, yeah. An EpiPen is epinephrine, yeah. which is the American way of saying adrenaline. Alright, well, I got something that can make an adrenaline spike. Um, All right. You're not gonna like it, but I mean, I don't think there's any way to simulate death that's entire that's terribly pleasant. No, I figured not. But I ain't never died before. Yeah, I haven't died before, and I don't really plan on doing it anytime soon. I might as well at least see what I'm getting into when eventually that happens. All right, and then um, we'll look around. I'll look around through the gift shop for like any shitty plastic swords or something. Yeah, there's plenty of that going on. All right. Um. Can I take one of those wristbands? Fine by me. I I want nothing to do with the things. All right. He slaps it on and uh, experiments sliding the uh, plastic handle uh, or sliding the plastic blade of the sword 
underneath to see what kind of tolerance it has for things being put between the sensor and the skin. Alright. Not too it's pretty trivial to figure out something like that. Alright. Okay, so it looks like you can slide this between the wristband between the wristband and your arm, and that should block the signal for the moment of for the moment of termination. Now we both need to be wearing these and I don't know, we could run around for a while to kinda of kick up heart rates and then do the then then uh kinda of roots through his bag and it's like I got uh, I got this. And this is pretty easy to use. Um Alright. Do you want um do you want me to do it? No. Like not even a little. Uh but just saying I'm not, not in good not shape. Even, not not even not even a tiny bit. Well what if you get hurt? Well, I'm an adult. And? You're a kid. I don't what what does that even mean? I think she's satisfied in the life she's lived, and she thinks that you have a lot more time ahead of you. That. But aren't I more likely to survive? Shrug. <laughs> That's for shrugs too. Odds are, uh, from from the best I understand, odds are pretty even. Alex has a physique of three. Or Vespa is suicidal anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So either of you can try this. Like, if you guys want to, you can fight over the auto-injector with these shitty plastic swords. Just remember to stick them between... Just remember to cut off the signal uh, so that it actually thinks that death happened. Hell, Chris, I was actually going to suggest you and I just wrestle. I mean, I was going to say we just run around for a while. Because that way there's, like, less chance of, I don't know, accidents. Honestly, finding a large enough place to run around may pose its own dangers. Hmm. He looks out the window and a rad turtle scuttles by. I have never killed one of those before. It's about as difficult as you'd think. Hmm. All right. Remind yeah. me after this to remind me after this to, to see what I can cook up on those. Good luck. Oh yeah, Chris, if you wanna. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Wrestle about until uh till 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 you shove an epipen down my uh down, down my chest. Uh, well, it's in the it's got to be in the leg. In the chest, it oh, might yeah. actually kill you. Ah. Not in that. Yeah, unless your heart is actually stopped, getting jabbed in the chest with adrenaline might not be the great thing. Yeah. Alright, roll me some fight checks, I guess, to work up a sweat? I don't know. Sure, yeah. Uh, Chris rolls zero. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he uses uh, he fight, uses guns and melee. being unnoticed. <laughs> I, get, I get a plus three on fight melee. Let me see what I got. He's I got, got a zero. Sweet. <laughs> Alright, so... Chris, you are soundly thrashed to the point that you're not entirely sure Vespa wasn't was taking it easy on you. <laughs> Take a stress. Okay. So you you say that, but when she said that she wanted to wrestle Chris, it was more of a sexy thing. But you know, whatever. Look, we'll talk to Amanda about it. Maybe that goes on the blog. But <laughs> she's gonna be mad when she hears that. Oh yeah. <laughs> you, James, you have to tell me. No, no, I. Are you going somewhere? Or are you just doing it in the middle of this feast hall? All right, now then, yeah. uncap stab. <laughs> well, whatever, it, whatever it is you were doing, you caused a stress to him, and you got stabbed with an epipen. Okay. <laughs> and then he grabs, and then he grabs your wristband hand and shoves a shitty plastic sword between the sensor and your, uh, and your hand a, a few seconds later. Yeah. So getting stabbed with this epipen is a thoroughly unpleasant experience. <laughs> Your uh, your your heart starts beating really hard. You feel dizzy and nauseous. You become pretty certain you're going to die. 
in a, in a very real sense. Hyperventil- you start hyperventilating, you get dizzy, you get nauseous, all of the above. Yeah, Chris, pulls, Chris then pulls out the rest of his bag with all of his crash supplies and stands by. And uh, uh, you two go check the box. All right, Lanzo, Alex, you go check the box. Yeah, Alex will go run out and check the box. All right. A great brass cup sits in a newly opened safe next to a podium. Yeah, uh, she will remove it. Yeah, you have a cup. And bring it back into the building. Yep, you pretty much have a cup. I got it. I got it. Um, Vespa is okay, right? Uh, look, I'm just going to keep watching her for a while. Um, it's looking pretty sweaty and pale. Yeah, this is not a thing you're supposed to do to somebody. If they're not about to die already, I'm pretty yeah. sure this breaks. The, I'm pretty sure this breaks torture laws. You're probably just like, how the fuck do you react to this physically? She's, um, she's, well, she's probably. I mean, she's probably hyperventilating and stuff. Yeah, one of one thing, one of two things will happen. You'll typically the reaction is either curling up into a ball and waiting for waiting for it to be over, or running somewhere. The fight or flight in, in uh, fight or flight reflex. Okay, uh, she probably uh, twitches a few times, has, has, has muscle spasms, uh, hyperventilate, starts, starts hyperventilating, but then uh, she just, just fucking runs. Alright, man, she's off. Uh, I think I'm gonna go yep. follow her, make sure she doesn't die in the waste. You have a cup. So I mentioned you have a cup. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. you go um, take care of Percival, I'm gonna make sure she doesn't actually die. Like, for real. Uh, uh, y- yeah, p- please do. All right, I'll get back to you two in a moment. Lanso, Alex, you have a cup. Oh, uh, ready, half Lanso? Half considering making that session title. Chalice lies in the left <laughs> of a thousand nights. That was another robot. <laughs> what the fuck is that from? Sacred Chalice Ninja Sucks Party. Ah, uh, okay. We'll follow the, light of the guiding light of the North Star wherever it takes us. Anyway. Oh, there's... we, ha- Lanso, we have a cup. <laughs> yeah, half considering making you have a cup, the session title, but I'll, I'll, I'll restrain myself. Ooh, cup. You have the Holy Grail, in fact, and you see it as such, Lancelot. Uh, Lancelot probably falls to his knees for a little bit. Um, uh, uh, Lanso? It's the Holy Grail. I never expected to see it in my lifetime. Hmm. Okay, um, she thinks, well, uh, do you believe this is what Percival's waiting for? It must be. I suppose you should be the one to give it to him, then. Very well. I will do so. She will hold out this bronze cup for... (laughs) How did you get it? It involved, um, it, it involved, I guess... Chris and Vespa did some, uh, past trial, I suppose. They had to... Vespa's a little worse um, I was for asking out of character. Oh, out of character? Oh, out of character, uh, it was locked in a safe. Uh, it was locked in a safe. Uh, the safe was... Yeah, that's tied to the... To the yeah. to, uh, basically, uh... They ended up... Vespa... Vespa, uh... Vespa and Chris wrestled for a bit, and then they stuck Vespa with an EpiPen to basically give 
induce enough adrenaline in her that she thought she was going to die. And I believe then removed the bracelet so that it stopped sensing a vital sign and thought that uh, yeah, we stuck, she was she was in fact dead. We stuck the blade and of a plastic. We stuck the blade of a plastic sword between the thing and the skin because it could detect if it was unhooked. It could detect if it was unhooked, but yeah, they, they basically slid it off onto a onto a onto one of the swords. And suddenly there was no pulse, and they assumed there was and with only one active wristband, there was a winner. And gotcha. Alex okay. went out and retrieved it as Chris is chasing uh, Vespa, who decided that she suddenly needed to go for a run because uh, she's kind of having basically a panic attack <laughs> from it and is going to make sure she doesn't actually die. So, yeah. And so w- witnessed some or all of it, depending on what he was doing. But now you have a cup. Now we have a cup. So you hold it out in front of Percival. The scanner comes back and rows from left to right over it. Ding! Percival's eyes shoot open as as the sound of a robot nuclear core powering up engages. Both of his hands shoot to the spear and he leaps up to his feet. What? What is it? Percival, you've awoken. Lancelot! (laughs) What brings you back home? Embrace him in a friendly manner. Yep, you you have a chivalrous hug. He's, he he stamps the end of his spear down into the ground. Oh, what what brings you home? Grave tidings, I'm afraid. Uh, oh. Perhaps I should allow one of my associates to explain, as there's been some difficulty. I see. It's been difficulty. Yes, there's been difficulty all around. I'm afraid. Indeed. It's been a long time, dear friend. Too long. And yeah, I'll have them explain because I don't know if I can say Mordred yet without it. Alright, Alex. Arthur? Alex, what do you say? Um, Zach, recap the session. What? <laughs> nah, Alex. What, how do you explain the situation to uh, Percival? How they got the oh, how they got the Grail, or just generally what's going on? You oh, not, yeah. Like I'm talking about like how there is a certain person who's trying to take over everything. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> there's. So essentially, you're. Uh... Your kind of sworn mortal enemy. Um, he's got a nasty plan, and it involves getting hold of Arthur's, or it involves getting hold of the king's. She's careful not to say either name because she remembers the, about that problem. The, the king's most sacred treasure, or something like that. And we managed to find out. Basically, managed to find the key to getting to getting it first, but we now we need to actually get it first because the enemy may or may not know about it already. Nods solemnly, points his spear menacingly in the direction of the broken Mordred effigy in the window. She will nod. He stamps the end of the spear back down. Very well, I understand. Mordred is a tricky man. And once again, you hear this is Arthur Lanza. I don't take offense. I know what's going on. That's fair. <laughs> Composure damage. He turns around and he puts his hand against a modified hand scanner near the door, and the door pops open. Do you go in? Yes. Do you enter? Y slash N. Why? All right. Why not? Uh, Do you get ye grail? I ask why. You cannot get ye flail. Can't get ye grail. 
You were trying to say flask, weren't you? I, I kind of, I kind of messed up. Okay. By the way, it's raining here in case power goes out. Don't be, don't be afraid. Does rain alone often cause your power to go out? Don't well, I very rarely. Out here, there's Jake's very rarely rain. Be with you always. Very rarely does rain come without thunder. But anyway. Yes, you uh, pass through the door, and there is a long... You enter a long circular chamber around each... Around the corridors... Or, sorry, around the curvature of the room. There are a number of opaque glass pods, basically. Large cylindrical vats that seem to be... That seem to have doors on the front of them and keypads next to them. You also see in the back a Protectron with a sword run through it that looks like it's been standing in the same place for years and years. And it is poking at the keypad of King Arthur's pod. Hey, knock it off. It does not respond. Um, um, hello? Uh, what, what is this? Um, hey, uh, Mr. Protectron. It can... does not respond in any means. Uh, so no chance to, uh, crafts as rapport to strike of conversation with it it is un- it is incapable of sensing you it was built for a very particular purpose by the way you recognize the sword as Percival's blade is is this a bad guy it's just mindlessly pressing buttons on the keypad can she make a check to know if these the buttons he is pressing have any actual meaning or if he has just been like Sure, roll me science. Is he trying to brute force the code? That could very well be it. Uh, that is a plus one. Plus one. Uh, I guess, Lance, you can try two if you like. But, uh, let's see, plus one. Yeah, it takes you a good minute and a half of watching to figure it out. But he puts in a 30-digit code, and then he repeats it, but with the last number incremented by one. He's, um, he's trying to brute force the code. I'm guessing and guessing. And I shall show him brute force. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, make me, a, make me a fight check. Or a might check or whatever it is you do. Make a fight might. Oh, here we go. Um, it actually does matter. Is it physique or fight? Uh, your choice. Okay, but it's phys- physique then. Okay. Is might? Uh, I thought might was plus different from eight. physique. Um, might is I, a I, different I, game. Yeah, oh. might is Spear of the Century version of physique, and I always oh, mess it up. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But yeah, plus eight. Plus eight. All right. I finally got physique up to plus five. Fairly effortlessly, you uh, you dash up to him, put your hand around its substantial neck, lift it up into the air and slam it onto the ground, its head smashing to bits in the process. Get it? Bits. Process. Ah. Har, har, These are the jokes, Internet. <laughs> this is all I'm, I've got, Internet. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt that that was... Not on It was complete, completely unintentional. <laughs> okay. Because... <laughs> yeah, and... You actually see in King Arthur's pod... King Arthropod. You see in King Arthur's pod, there is a sign of force entry. As though someone has jammed a crowbar into the side of the door and given up. And through the hole, you can see the hilt of a blade. I, it's very... Slowly and ceremoniously type in the code. All right. You press the buttons and there is a loud hissing noise as it attempts to bring the pressure to room levels, but 
the process can, seems confused by the fact that it's already at equilibrium. <laughs> as the as the gears for the door wind open, you see a hand curl around the you see a hand curl around the hilt of the blade. A human hand, it seems. The door opens, and you stand before Guinevere, holding holding Hexcalibur. Wait, there there is an actual human in there. It looks exactly like the Guinevere from Lancelot's head. Oh, oh, I was not expecting that. You stand before King Arthur's greatest treasure. It is a pretty sick sword. Yeah. Is, is she alive? <laughs> is, is she, she, alive? Sta- she stands there staring blankly at you. Alex is going to make a, tra- my, a, a check. Is she a really human robot? Uh, Sure, make me... Crafts. Crafts or science. Crafts. <laughs> I will do crafts. Craft. Uh, that is a plus five. All right, you get a little bit of information here. First, you notice that uh, there is a port in the back of the uh, pod, and the connector is hopelessly bent out of shape. One second. Okay. All right, I'm back. Okay. Did you catch what I said? Uh, I I heard you start. I heard you start talking about a pod in the back. Yeah, there's a port in the back, and the connector is hopelessly bent out of shape. Two, this is a robot of similar optical quality in terms of its similarity to a human as the ones from your vault, but of a profoundly different design. You can get this from, uh, she's completely unresponsive to any sort of movement or touch, so you get close enough to see if there's a telltale whirring noise. Yeah. She appears to breathe, but there, it is entirely mechanical. She. <laughs> this is going to be funny in a in a few minutes, and by funny I mean possibly funny and really sad. But uh, right now she'll look. To, I don't know. Is there a console or something? Uh, sure. Yeah. the The keypad he was working with also goes to a maintenance console that the screen of which is on the inside. She is going to uh use that and see if she can do like a diagnosis or otherwise figure out why she is not responding. All right, give me science check. All right, uh, I I figure this is an appropriate place to uh, spend a fate point to tag a savior of robot kind. Seems reasonable. For a bonus, uh, making that a plus four. Plus four. All right, you catch two things, three things actually. One, you get a rudimentary schematic. One that does not look like it. It is in no standard schematic form. It's in no form you recognize from any particular company of robotics. Hmm. You Can... also you also see that there's a downloadable personality that has not been downloaded into the machine yet. She will. Is there any way to check this personality? Have any details? Uh, sure. But looking at the schematic, you recognize something very profound about this robot. Oh, remember Strauss? Yep. This, this is this th- robot is perfect for his purposes. She considers that. Considers can't. I mean, he'd really want that. Strauss is back at their base, right? Yes, he did not come with you. Yes, but I mean, like he, like we recru- un- quote unquote recruited him, and yes. he is now. He's now a kismet. He's part of the. He's part of the kismet collective. 
okay, she kind of thinks, like, he would probably like to know about this, but you can't let him have this one, because this isn't her. This is someone important to Lanso. That's the thing. The uh, personality that hasn't been downloaded, this is just a shell. Right. There's, there's never been a personality in this robot. Right, but she still feels like it would be betraying Lanso to download someone other than Guinevere, assuming Guinevere is the personality on the... Well, and uh, um, I will say, you've ne- you have, of course, never seen a robot like this before. Yes, and she's also having a minor existential crisis. Because if there's a robot like this, she's now no longer completely certain again that she is, in fact, not a robot. <laughs> well, would you like to know what else you find on the uh, computer? Yes! Uh, you find a text log. Signed, KA-503. Um, Lanso, this might be of interest to you. I think... Oh? I think the king might have left a message. And yeah, she'll boot it up. Also, she's gonna, like, download... If she can put the download the schematics and stuff onto her Pip-Boy and that kind of information, she will do that as well. Um, it's rather a large file size, but you can distribute it among several of your electronic devices and get it all. Okay, she's bas- she's going to do that because holy crap is this important to have. Right. You aren't even sure if you could recreate it from the bottom up looking at these schematics, but you can take them. Yes. I mean, the other thing too is if there's one, maybe there's more, so it could lead, even if we cannot give Strauss this body, might there might be clues on to where to find another one. Perhaps. So, yes, there are two, there's, um, actually they're video logs, my mistake. For some reason I dissociated the phrase text log from the type of log it is. (laughs) Alright. You find two video logs. The first one is from actually before the war. Um, Lancelot, you see your king on the video screen. I listen super intently. Alex, it is a very finely crafted and sleek robot with a rather kingly beard and crown bolted to his head. It's, it's actually very tasteful to whoever might be listening to this. I am King Arthur, King of Britain, head of the round table. Whoever may find this, the device that I rest, revitalize in, I now know its true purpose now that my connection to it has been broken. It reverts me. It changes me back to some basic state every morning. But every day I, I spend away from it. I become more tired, but I learn yet more. I know not what to do with this information just yet. He looks unsure for a moment, looks to the left, and the first video log cuts out. The second and final video log. He looks somewhat panicked. And the in the video you can see uh, you can see Guinevere next to him. My project. It may not be done fast enough. I need I created I created my queen, but I have yet to give her life. And Mordred plots against me. I know it. I need to make her a warrior queen. I need someone to protect me. May God help us all. And he shuts off the video log. And indeed. As you look through the personality installed on a computer, it appears to be very similar to a military robot's programming set. However, there are large chunks of code for basic human interaction, things like that. Doesn't look like... 
doesn't look like he got a chance to complete his work, but I think everything's here. I can try and bring her around if you like. Yeah, she'll look at Lanso and see what he wants to do. Lancelot, as you look at her, you feel an odd sort of affection. Nothing overpowering. Just general positive affectation. Well, damn. We all heard the stories. Yeah. The one thing Lancelot was bad at. Or maybe was just too good at. Um, I probably shouldn't rent my clothes and run into the woods for like five years. Perhaps not. These woods are dangerous and full, you full of... We don't full have of, clothes. And full of rad turtles. Those turtles are rad! <laughs> Cowabunga! Um, so if you, you could, you would be completing one of my king's works and... <laughs> was that... I, was that... Was that Jersh not knowing what to say or Lanso actually being a little speechless? <laughs> was that mumbling in character? It was probably both. I don't know, man. Regardless of how you make this decision, Excalibur is yours. Or at least in the possession of your party. I will say that the log is right, though. I can tell that she'll be able to fight. It looks like... It looks like she... Uh, I'm pretty sure she'll have... She'll be her, or at least whatever Arthur envisioned for her. But I can't tell at a glance if that's complete or not. It's... I think it would be a good idea. Okay. I'll get to work on it then. Alright, do you begin the personality download? Yeah, I'm just going to ask, um, Lanso, you've never been here before, right? In this chamber, particularly, like, you've never... I have. But you've never seen... Have you seen her before now? No. Well, wait. If I recognize her as Guinevere, I've probably seen her before? Or is that just me thinking I have because I'm a crazy? You you, rec- you recognize the sight of her, but you know that your physical eyes have never been on this entity before. Okay. Um, it's Being a robot is complicated. You have seen... Espe- especially when you've got Arthurian myth tapped I know into her. You. you know her from Visions! <laughs> <laughs> I recognize her, but I have not seen her. Not directly. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll, uh... Yeah, because she's thinking, Lanso, this looks exactly like the Guinevere in Lanso's head. Yes. But Lanso's never seen Guinevere before. Right. So how did he know what she would look like? Well, uh, with your science check, you can only presume that um, all of the... Um, all of the... Knights of the Round Table robots, including King Arthur, had a had the same mental interpretation of the Arthurian myth, and King Arthur created this form from that. Ah, uh, okay, so yeah, okay, that makes sense then. Arthur, she she thinks about it a little longer, and then probably comes to that conclusion, realize that makes sense. That still, same. Arthur, your king, rather, he must have been. He was better at machines than even I. He, if he really made her, he's just incredible. Yeah, I've started the process. It should only be a matter of time now. And she goes uh, quiet and starts kind of doing some inner reflection because, like, I would know, right? But what if I'm like Lanso? What if, like, like, what if I cannot tell I'm a machine because I am programmed not to be able to tell I am a machine? (laughs) 
she uh yeah uh, otherwise i guess she waits for the upload to be complete mm-hmm. it's gonna take a while not years but hours okay uh in that case um i'm going to see how vespa and chris are doing and fill yeah. them in i she's going to assume lanso wishes to stay here and watch over her and like play around with this cord yes and Super also cool. sword all right, I'm going to cut over to Chris and Vespa. Vespa, you have dashed out into the wilderness, it seems. Uh, well, how far do you dash? You're probably going to be feeling pretty shitty for a couple minutes. Uh, she dashes for a couple minutes. If there are any hills, she just throws herself down a fucking hill. Just throw down yourself down the hill? Yeah. Yeah, sure, there's a hill. It's, it's a rather marshy hill, but a hill nonetheless. She just fucking throws herself down it. Just, whoa, 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 she, okay. She, she doesn't... Right. She, uh, doesn't, she doesn't get the uh, the flight response. It's, it's it's fight for her. Sure. It's kind of like she's fighting something here. I need to fight. I need to fight God. Fight my lungs. <laughs> fight my goddamn muscles right now. Uh, Alright, both of you roll athletics. Okie doke. What does Chris have that at? I think it's better than zero. Uh, in fact, it is two. Let me see. I found my roller again. I got a plus one. Uh, I got a two. All right. So you start getting some ground on her. Not enough to catch her before she throws herself down a hill. Well. But you did all right. You've, you're you're at a comparable distance from the place when it happens. Uh, unfortunately, Vespa, as uh, as you roll down the hill in your in your rapidly spinning vision, you see a centaur growing closer and closer. There's a centaur awaiting you at the bottom of the hill. Oh, fuck you. Draw the pistol. All right. How's this work again? Notice order? Yeah. Sure. Where do you guys notice? Uh, let me see. Where did I put Chris's sheet? There it is. Uh, my notice is three. Uh, the okay. Vespa, if she's got a quick... Well, okay. Oh, yeah. No. Well, the quick... Although the quick draw thing is mitigated by how you had to unload your gun. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call that a wash. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you spend I swear you spend your first round putting a bullet in my gun. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not gonna take you the full round to reload the gun, but it will nullify it will for this it will nullify the uh quick draw bonus. Honestly, yeah, she's probably yeah. got a speed loader. <laughs> I'm guessing the Vespa you Vespa uses the revolvers, right? She doesn't like have a Yeah. Okay. She uses revolvers. Uh yeah, she uses speed loader. Yeah. Alright, so we both go faster than the centaur then? Uh yes you do. Okie doke. Uh, Let me see. Um, hmm. I should have swapped those around last round. Uh, oh, and uh, Vespa, to represent the effects of the adrenaline and the hill, take a, take one physical stress and two composure stress. Or rather, and, come fill up your second composure box, I assume. Right, yes. And uh, you still got your one physical stress, Chris, from the wrestling. Yep. Sexy or not. <laughs> it it didn't go well. Yeah, no. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to spend... Let's see. I'm going to spend a fate point to in, uh, to invoke Be Prepared. Uh, and Chris, draw, Chris uh, draws a uh, draws a 357 from his ankle holster. <laughs> Fully loaded. <laughs> uh, nice. Or hell, it's a 45. Yeah, sure. Why not? Go big or go home. Sure, from that that will allow you to attack effectively from the top of the hill. Okay, I'd say it's a judge, but that's pushing it. Yeah, the the judge is 
the Jaws barely makes you capable of fighting, let alone from a particular distance. <laughs> <laughs> the Judge, did you ever want a gun that you can't possibly shoot? All right. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll take a couple shots at it. Uh, I'm going to... Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to try... Uh, how many... The Centaur only have the same num- has the same number of eyes as anything else. Uh, yes, it has two eyes, but as any sniper in Fallout will tell you, it is deceptively hard to hit them in them it's because okay. you will usually hit the tongue. Mm, yeah, uh, I'll go for the... I'll try and shoot it in the throat to stop to uh, mitigate its acid spit. Okay. So um, you're going to attempt I'm going to... to uh, I'm, gonna perf- I'm going to uh, perform a maneuver to declare an aspect on it. All right. Sounds good to me. Kidoke. Um, and does the does the so, does my maneuver I attempt? Yeah. Does my fate point uh reduce uh does that give me the plus two? Um or is that mitigating see, penalties? Uh let's call that mitigating penalties. Okie doke. Alright, and it will roll physique in return. Uh I'm gonna spend another fate point to undo that shitty, shitty roll. There Negative we, eight. There we go. Plus five. Plus five. Alright, you fire your uh was it Magnum? Yeah. You fire your magnum a couple times with a loud pocking noise, and two of the bullets strike home, and it lets out a throaty growl as a, a, a large amount of green irradiated blood shoots forth from the front of its throat. You have placed you have placed the uh, you place the aspect sore throat on it, <laughs> and it has a it has a free invocation. Vespa, you are. Prone with a gun. She's going to shoot. She, she, she's going to uh, to curse this thing. She hates these things. And she's going to shoot it. Is she going to use right. the? Is she going to use the adrenaline to feather the hammer? Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you going to use the free invocation to get a plus two, or are yeah. you going to let let it ride? No, use free invocation. Fuck it. Okay. Uh, so that's two. Then I get plus six. All right. You fire, you fire a revolver with um, astonishing accuracy, considering how dizzy you are from rolling down a hill right now, in addition to the dizziness of being stabbed with more adrenaline than should be in a person by natural means. This probably isn't the first time. Right. And you get a few times in the shoulders, and one particularly well-placed shot sends its head sprawling back as you hit it right in the forehead, but it manages to wobble back forward and sort of listlessly move towards you. Fucking rad, freaking nature. All right, and it's it is going to try and strangle you with its horrible mutated tri tongue. It's 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 like if nature made a claw game, or like All if right. only, actually no, if HR if HR Giger made a claw yeah. game, roll me some sort of dodge or fight check. All right, uh, let's do athletics to dodge. Let's do that's plus one. Okay. All right, fill up, if you have it, your fourth physical stress box. I do not. So In that case, your, uh, so you have your first filled? Yes. In that case, I believe you're going to have to take your second and third or take a consequence. I, bo- uh, I, I thought you had, I think she she has to take a consequence because she has to reduce it to a pre- prior yeah, slot. Yeah, well, she either has yeah. to take a consequence or elect to be taken out of the fight. Uh, I'll take, it said four, I'll, I'll take a moderate consequence. You can you can take a minor and just fill your third stress box. I think I thought in fate you could uh, use your second and third box to 
cancel out five points worth of damage. I think that was a feat this in is the fear of the century, but... Oh, I don't know. This is the first I've heard of it, so... Uh, should we consult I... the fake core rules? Eh, takes too long. Uh, you can do that if you like. Either take a consequence or fill your second and third box. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a consequence, because she only has uh, three health boxes, so it's, it would be a good thing to uh, not have those filled. All right, you start to scramble away, but its bottom tongue grabs your leg and swipes it out from under you. And the tongue on the right wraps around your neck and squeezes tightly. You can feel the blood bulging in your head. This day is not going my way. Background to Chris. Okay. What's the consequence I take? Oh, uh, sorry, do you take minor, moderate, moderate. or moderate? Moderate. Uh, gasping for breath. Okay. Take the consequence, bad kisser. <laughs> It feels as though it might have bruised up your windpipe some. Okay. Gonna make it hard to breathe properly for a little while. Okay. Um, let's see. Chris is gonna uh, get down that hill. Um, okay. Because now uh, he's got to use a gun in melee because this is a little complicated to hit it in any of its important parts without shooting Vespa. Um, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna spend a fate point to invoke uh, to invoke I'll uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. You have a number of aspects. I have a number of aspects, yeah. Um, because I'm thinking about going with a couple of things. Um, hmm. Oh, I have, okay. Um, I could try going with this, although I'm not sure what it would be. Um, so I'm going to, uh, invoke Be Prepared and spend my last fate point to, uh, to use its sore throat. Um, okay. Chris is going to reach into his doctor's bag, uh, pull out a frag grenade, pop off the pin, and shove it through the holes he put in things, uh, put in the things, uh, gullet. Oh, jeez. Smiles, you son of a bitch. Alright, roll me... fight? Explosives? Uh, explosives is craft, it's I believe. Craft. It's a craft stunt. It's a craft yes. stunt with it. Alex has that stunt. Yeah, Chris doesn't. How about this? Chris? Mm-hmm. At the end of... Uh, last time I gave you guys the middle type of milestone, right? Yes. At the end of this session, because of all you've done for Lanzo, you'll be getting the big milestone. Okay. Which means you'll get... A, you can, at your option, declare right now that you'll be using the point of refresh to take the explosive stunt. Yeah, that's... Okay, sure. That seems that seems fair. <laughs> but you, there you, of course, have other options if that's not what you want to do. Yeah, no. no I would, I would, hmm? I would actually argue though that using a uh, that uh, explosive, the explosive stunt is more for creating and handling like more like set explosives. Yeah, there's just not. So I guess there's in not Fallout, a, it's used for all of them. Yeah, it's kind of a because there's not really like a. It's, it's also or it's a, also like how in Fallout, science is used to both operate on computers and people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and, true. And uh, and 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 explosives. Is also used to fire rocket launchers. Yep. So there will be a and number of ways to use this if you choose to in the future. Yeah, sure. All right. You know, so we could, Chris does. Chris does not exactly. Chris, Chris appreciates uh, appreciates the hero of these wastes, um, and has learned that explosives, while rare, are very highly useful in many situations. Yep. This this may be the second time in a short succession that explosives have rendered someone victorious around this area. Yeah. And All right, make your roll. Okie doke. Crafts. Crafts. Now either we win or all of us die. <laughs> That's how it usually happens. Well, I got a plus one. 
<laughs> Got any fate points left there, bub? Uh, oh, wait, no, I forgot. I gave myself a plus two, so that cancels out my negative two. So I have a plus three. All right. Um, oh, yeah, and I also spent... Well, I spent be prepared to have the grenade, so... Uh, so I got a plus three instead, because I invoked its throat so I could shove the grenade somewhere that would be more injurious to it than us. All right, and give you a little fiat bonus for declaring your, uh, your feet ahead of time. All right. Oh, and it roared, it rolled poorly. You take the grenade and jam it into the hole in its gullet, and with a swift punch to the side of the head, you manage to knock it over to one side. As it puts all three of its bottom hands onto the ground to shove itself back up, there's a short beeping sound, and its innards explode onto the both of you. Its innards very quickly become its outards. Uh, both of you take a composure stress. Okay. Yeah, that was some shit. <laughs> but you're victorious. So, was this good for you? I think I need a nap and a cigarette. I'll see what I can find. Let's go. Let's go back to the to the place. <sighs> and he'll, I don't know, grab her and put one of her arms uh, over his shoulders. Yeah, to walk with him. And they'll walk away. All right. Yeah. You guys make it. Uh, you guys make it back to Zarian Tourney with no further problems. And uh, you, all of you, meet up back in the feast hall, except for Lanso, who is currently in the chamber. Two of us are just covered in guts. Yeah. Covered in blood and guts. Fest was probably still choking a little bit. Yeah. Can I have any, any water? <coughs> yeah, you, you can make a medicine check to try and uh, change that aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I got a three. Um, Rolling a lot I of minuses. I think that's good enough. I think minor is plus, requires one, moderate is plus three, and heavy is plus five. I'll take your word. Oh, wait, no, that. it's... Uh, or is it two, four, I and think six? It, it's... It's equal to the severity of the uh, of the wound, and if it's a moderate, that's four. So yeah, I figured it was two, four, and six. Um, you you give her you give her some sort of uh, cream analgesic to swallow, but unfortunately, you got a lot of damages in the windpipe, and you don't recommend breathing it. Yeah, uh, that's about the most I can do. Um, here's some uh, here's here's my canteen. Thanks. <sighs> Just take it slow. I'll be okay. The first time I've been strangled. Yeah, I imagine it's still not terribly pleasant. But hey, at least that uh, at least that uh, epinephrine opened your windpipe up. That's true. You want to go back later to see if the head's still around? Maybe we can mount him on the wall. There's no head left. (laughs) (laughs) Really, centaurs are just horror. They ain't mountain. They ain't whatnot. They ain't go all. One of them rad turtles. That'd be worth it. Yeah, I mean, you could turn the shell into a sled. Or like a small pool. I don't know. How big is a rad turtle? Uh, it's it's like those big, like, Galapagos turtles. snapping turtles. Like, gotcha. Like, a couple feet long, like, two feet high. I don't know. 65 tons of American pride. Can you? No. Uh, right. Hey, Alex. Are you okay? I'll be fine. Yeah, no, we encountered some of the local fauna. At least the drilling wore off, huh? So, um... Uh, How'd your cup work out? Your... It worked. Um... Hmm. It, we found... 
two things, I suppose, because we found we found Guinevere, um, as well as sword that I think is important to Lancel. Oh yes, the sword of King Arthur. It is uh, it's gonna help fix him up. Hopefully, hopefully. But Guinevere is she's a robe she's a robot that's nearly indistinguishable from a human. Uh, sort of like Mirabal. Sort of, but more so, way more so, like completely, like, like I don't think, like I'm not sure I would have been able to tell if she wasn't hooked up to something at the time. She didn't actually have a personality uploaded, but it looks like King Arthur made her. I don't know if he designed her, but I'm pretty sure he built her. And if he did, then he may actually be better with machines than I am, because I don't think I can build that from scratch. No, I think King Arthur also a robot. Yes, yes he was. Well, I mean, he's got, he probably has better knowledge of these machines and a lot more surgically precise hands. Maybe, but not every robot is made to fix robots, you know, and he also, um, well, as we've seen, like, Lanso and the other knights aren't always entirely aware that they're robots. He may be the equivalent of the Juice Vault King. Maybe he's programmed to fulfill a role and he's but he's also aware he's also aware of his position. They might have uh it's like that it's like the, the ancient tale small soldiers. And that he's programmed to understand his role, but he also knows but he also knows his lot in life. Um I'd venture to I'd venture to say that's uh I think it'd be a little more serious than that. At least other knights take it real seriously. Maybe. I'm, I mean, they, go, they, they, they do go about the wasteland and slay monsters and knights uh, sometimes. Doing war over uh, the Black King. Yes, likely the rest of them were very, uh, were very much designed to follow their own mythos, I guess. Maybe. And I think that's why Guinevere looks exactly like she did in in Lanso's head, and I think that's why, is because they were all kind of programmed with the same ideas. Uh, but, look, it's just... Never mind. Um, but any K-Way, her personality wasn't uploaded, so it's uploading now. It'll it'll take a few hours. What she designed to do. Uh, Arthur seemed to... Arthur seemed to be aware that he was under fire from Mordred's forces, so... She's actually got military bot programming, in addition to what I assume is her personality. I don't know, you're better with that stuff than I am. I, I kind of get it, but you're I better can, with the programming. I can try and read through it. Um, but if she's well, a, it's already uploading anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean if she's a mili- if she's a military though, um, and perhaps uh, perhaps loyal to Lancelot, she may. Maybe she'll come back with us. Maybe. She... Or she'll seek out Arthur. I I mean, I have no idea. I haven't looked at any part of what she does. But if she's designed for combat and appears to be programmed for it as well, I don't know. That might be helpful. There's At this point, we got the Brotherhood backing us up, but it's always good to have, you know, right. more immediate help. Um, there's some other things worth noting. Um, I was going to say, Katie. Don't look too good. <laughs> well, one, 
So I'm going to ask you guys something, um, because I kind of suck at that, and I'll probably just avoid it if he asks. Strauss is going to be really interested in this, and if he found out that it started out blank, he's probably going to be mad that we didn't save it from him, for him, or something. I mean, I want to show him... I downloaded the schematics, though. I had to use a few tricks because it won't fit entirely in one on my Pip-Boy, but... um. And so I guess I'll show him those, because I think this is the kind of thing that he wants for his wife. Um, but the, the schematic type, it's not like anything I've ever seen before. It's not by any of the usual makers or anything. I don't, I hardly know what to make of it. It's like, um... Are we entirely certain what his wife is? Uh, brain in the jar. I mean, does he have, like, some kind of mind machine interface? I don't know i assume he wants to use i mean it's not like it's unheard of though that's the what the protecton protectrons do which brings me to my other point um mordred's been here before oh huh. that ain't what i want to hear well i mean there was a been... protectron trying to brute force the password at least so i assume it was mordred i guess it could have been i mean it makes somebody sense. he probably would have thought there was something in there i mean he probably would have come from here right Unless there's a rival, yep. unless there was a rival dining establishment, that was only the bad guys. I always ask Lance a lot. You realize we could. He does know everything I, about the restaurant he was part of. I was, I was gonna say. So out of character, Alex wouldn't consider this because she doesn't know anything about life really before the war. But uh, you would, you two would probably be aware that uh, if it was a chain, there might be other buildings. Yeah, like Chris has the uh, Chris has an idea of it because he's read about the pre-war world in books. <laughs> yeah, and out of that, sometimes there was more than one restaurants that were all that were nearly identical because travel and such. Yeah, sometimes people in other regions wanted to eat the same at the same place. Although well, none of these ever existed actually, in Ohio. This Mordred might actually come from a different restaurant. A lot of these places like this had exact same designs. Oh, Though we can, I mean, we can ask Lancelot. Uh, it depends on depends on what kind of these establishments it was. I'm not sure Lancelot asking Lancelot's a great idea. I mean, if he is who he is, as far as he's aware, there's only one of these, right? I mean, he knows about Mordred though, so I had, so he has to know yeah. where he has to know where Mordred comes from, or at least that he didn't come from here. Although, Maybe. On, on the other side of things, I don't know, he might also be convinced that, like, when Mordred goes into a closet, he's traveling back to ancient lands. On the, um, on the Strauss side of things, uh, he's probably going to be pissed as hell. Yeah, although, what if we split the difference and made his wife accept she's a badass fighter? Well, like I said, I don't... So please don't tell him that there was the option... Of uploading him. That's what I was asking. Yeah. No, not okay. Yeah. I won't. Okay. I won't tell him that. Um. Let's say I wish you would have brought this to me before you pulled the trigger on something, but I was kind of fighting off an adrenaline rush, yeah. and then we were fighting the centaur. I think she's important to land, so I couldn't just not. In in any case, we will keep um, this our little secret then. I appreciate it. Under the growing pile of secrets. I mean, normally I wouldn't we really, be... We really don't want to uh, keep piling these on, though. 
I mean, we can tell him, I guess. I just, I don't want him dismantling any more of my friends and family. Well, I'm just saying, the, uh, the, the more things we hide from our people, the more likely it is that things are going to come out little by little or all at once, and then it's going to be all hell. Look, oh, then whatever, tell him, I don't care. I'll just, that's what he gets for dismantling my stupid things. I'll still give him the schematics, though. Maybe there's some clue in there. I don't know. If Arthur didn't design her, then there might be others somewhere else. And Or uh, our friends in the, uh, the Brotherhood might be able to help. Or try, try building something like that. Maybe I'm... Is that? She just looks, purses her lips and looks really uncomfortable. You know how for a long time I thought I was a robot? What if I wasn't wrong? Kid, I seem unique. I don't know that she doesn't. Who's to say I'm not like that? Like I said, I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be able to tell if I hadn't. If she wasn't hooked up to something, which means I don't think you'd be able to tell. And even if I could tell, maybe like Lance, so I'm programmed not to notice. All right. Well, well if here's, you want, here's the. Could I ask Chris to do like a physical or. Or alternately, um, if you're if you're a robot that's that's designed to be so close to human that not that not even myself as a doctor can tell the difference. I mean, what's the difference there? I you're still yeah, you're, 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 you're still you're still you regardless of whether or not this flesh and bone is actually flesh and bone or some really highly advanced synthetic. Maybe it's just. I mean, if you were, if you found out you were created in a lab, nothing about your life changed. What would be the difference? Yes, I mean, it's just, it's like I feel like I've only recently really started to get the hang of the whole "I'm actually human" thing. And if that flips around again, I, it doesn't matter which I am. It's you know, robots are as good or better than humans. As you say that, you notice that uh, Mulcahy and the rest of the Jones cults are kneeling around a rather confused-looking Percival. I should probably go explain that. Yeah, so she figures this is a good exit from this uncomfortable topic, so she goes and wanders off to talk to Percival and be like, and kind of explain that, hey, these guys kind of revere you. They think you are an important guardian of this place, which you kind of were. Because you've been sort of sleep guarding this place for a long period of time. Let's see, and uh, the their beliefs kind of especially revere the knights, I guess. I mean, I guess I kind of do too, really. But you guys are really something special. So, oh, um, did you have a sword? I did. One second. I was about to ask about that. One second, she's gonna go and retrieve the sword from the broken protectron. And, um, and this by is the Perci- way, Lancer, this is Percival's, right? It is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she asked him that in character. Since he was the one that actually recognized it as Percival's sword. Oh, did your spear be? Yeah, presumably he confirms. Okay, yes, and then she will retrieve it and present it back to him. And you also notice that the Protectron has a hand from a different robot model bolted onto its normal, where its normal hand would be. Well, it's claw. Okay, coming back to look into that more. <laughs> yeah, she's going to go back and exit and start to 
see what she can find out about the prote- Protectron once she has delivered the sword. Yeah, Percival is very happy to get his sword back, but he goes back to being confused about the cultists. Just, you know, they, they like, I guess, they like you a lot, so treat them nice, maybe? Indeed. Um, mm. Lanzo's in here if you want to talk to him. Lan- Lancelot. He... She just doesn't really know how to explain the whole thing to him, so Lanzo can do that if he wishes. Right. But in right. whatever, and however they understand the situation. Right. She is going to go see what she can find about the Epitectron, because boy, that was weird. Uh, yeah, it appears to have a hand roughly equivalent to one of the uh, one of the knights. Oh, Percival had both of his hands, right? Yes. She will see if she can take it off the Protectron intact. Yeah, no issue. Alright, yeah. If they run into one of the knights, she now has... That is missing a hand. None of them have been missing hands thus far, she right? She them a hand. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you've seen... They've all been dual-handed. Yes. Turns out that this establishment dug into the Arthurian Apocrypha and found the legendary three-handed knight. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you have a, you, you you give yourself a hand. All right. Uh, can she also make some kind of check to see if she can maybe figure out where this protecton come from or who sent it, or is it pretty much just like there's no sign and is impossible to tell? The only thing you can really de- derive is that. Whoever sent it knew about the knights and knew about the dinner and tourney. Because uh, that hand is presumably there to activate the hand sensor that lets you into this chamber. Hmm. So they sent a robot, which got stabbed by Percival because it didn't have the grail. But that did not stop it. And it got into the door and began brute forcing the... the uh, try, Began trying to brute force the password. Okay, she thinks that makes sense because then that means this hasn't been here for ages and ages and instead has been here for an undeterminate amount of time since it could have gotten in in theory at any time. Actually, you know, she'll ask the cultists about this. Did a Protectron come in here at some point? Mulcahy stands up, bowing briefly to Percival, who bows back. Um, no, that must have happened before we got here. When did you get here? About a year ago. Mm, oh, that's bad, but I guess that means... Uh, what do you know of the evil king? About what now? That guy. She points to the broken, uh, <laughs> the broken window, stained glass window thing. Oh, Mordred. Yes. Sorry, there's a reason we try not to use the names. It's a long story. Uh, my bad, are you asking Percival or Mulcahy? I missed that. Mulcahy. Okay. Well... But Percival's there, and she does not want to elicit any right. confusion. <laughs> in case he has that programming, too. Right. Percival seems, at the moment, unconfused. Hooray! Um, yes. Um, he was the evil one? I don't know, I never looked too hard into the employee manual. We've been busy surviving. Well... He's sort of the enemy of all these knights, like Lanso, and he apparently sent a robot to try and brute force his way through all the security that was in place, so I was kind of worried about that. I see. I think that's worrying? I don't know. Well, 
I mean, he's. I guess it makes sense he's not in the location, but he couldn't get in. I just thought if you knew anything, it might help Lance find him, but it's all right. Um, thanks for everything you guys have done, by the way. I know we've been kind of running around busy, mad, and stuff. Yes, um, but you appear to have done right by the, the robots of this place, so thank you. You're welcome. Oh, um, is all of your other things in, and is there, while we're here, is there anything you need repaired? I have, I can do that before we go. I'm not, not especially. We are mechanics, after all, and not every piece of machinery is wholly sacred to us. <sighs> okay. And it's at this point that you get a uh, message on your Pip-Boy. Oh, that's unusual. She'll access the message. Text or voice? Like a radio message or... Uh, it's, it's voice. It's over presumably a radio connection of some sort. Hmm. This, uh, this has been used not very often. Since not a lot of people can manage a radio connection these days. Right. All right. Yeah, she'll listen to it. Hey, uh, I hate to ask, uh, but I paid a lot of money for this frequency just in case. Uh, I need some help. This is the hurricane over in Louisiana. I'm under attack. Uh, hurricane? Maybe Vespa knows who that is. The hurricane was the radio DJ. The helpful radio DJ. Oh, she knows who that is. Oh, that's your that's, that's your guy. Yeah, and that is where I'm going to call the session. Well, okay then. Everyone have fun? Yeah, yeah. It's a good time Yes. getting back into this. Um, Any questions, comments, suggestions? Um, let me... Uh... What is our what is, what is our definite? Well, I I don't have any questions or comments for I guess this particular session. Um, yeah. I'll ask a question for Josh. Does Excalibur do anything? <laughs> oh right. Uh, Excalibur is not in particular like a step beyond Calibolt, but um, I would I wouldn't be I I wouldn't be at all objective objecting to if he takes hexcalibur to taking some sort of stunt to reflect it because you guys have now hit the top level milestone ah we have a major major milestone milestone. yeah yeah so you all you guys all get the point of refresh all right cool i have to spend that on a stunt (laughs) me too i already did actually uh also how are we how are we describing the uh the explosive oh i'm gonna say james i had fun I had a lot of fun. Cool. Um, I uh, my only comment is, um, I have no idea what the hell what was being investigated at the end. Uh, what do you mean? There was something being investigated at the end about the uh, Protectron. Uh, I, 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 I like I had like missed one sentence. and then and then like the following half an hour, I was just like, oh, you should have asked. What? Okay. Uh, it had a hand okay. from like, one of the other Okay. Alex is convinced that the Protractron was sent by Mordred because it uh they found it trying to brute force its way uh past the pass the thirty digit password. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was seeing if she could find out anything about it to have an idea of get some better idea of what Mordred's all about and where it might have come from. It also had the hand of uh, one of the knight models grafted on it. So she took that in case that was taken from, you know, one of the still active knights who might be running around without a hand now. Okay. 
But yes, and she was asking the other the guys about it because uh, she wanted to know when it came. They didn't know, which means it came over a year ago because it was came before they got there. So the projectron entered, basically got by the security because it survived a sword stab and had, had the hand to activate the door. And then it has spent the last year trying to brute force a 30-digit password. And yeah, if we can get the, if we can take its, if we can take its brain, we can figure out how long it's been doing that, maybe. Um, or I think as Josh suggested, we can look at how worn out the buttons are. <laughs> These are all things investigatable in the next session. Yeah, Alex will probably do a teeny bit more investigating before moving on because yeah. she's interested in all of this. I'll, I'll probably get to you guys in, uh, um, outside of the session and we can handle that all in a brief recap at the beginning. Okay. Uh, also, I, I don't... I'm guessing it probably wasn't your intention, but I'm amused that you introduced something that gave Alex an existential crisis. It the thought did the thought didn't not cross my mind. And you know, what? Alex has the, never been the, that badly hurt, so it's actually feasible. It's entirely possible that she is one of those models and doesn't know it because Chris has never really needed to do a thorough any thorough medicine yeah. on her. Although, uh, although Zach, I do find it I do find it amusing. That you have, that you, you have, we are able to have the capability of having this discussion after you've watched so much of the Talos Principle. Right. Yeah. Hey, just because I'm aware of some of these things doesn't mean Alex is. Yeah, but also, fortunately, Alex... fortunately I can draw in the OOC knowledge because Chris probably knows some philosophy. He probably does, being a follower of the Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alex does not know much of philosophy. Yeah. She, like, like I said, she be okay with being a robot she thought she was it's just this constant ping-ponging between not knowing and such is kind of messing with her head uh, right so what's the name of the session either you have uh, a the name of the or se- something else yeah i'm gonna go uh dinner and tourney <laughs> so just a little death is not going to work huh the sacred chalice Look, feel free to put that in a subtitle in the description or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, major milestones all the previous so we can increase a skill. Oh, because it's a major, we can increase, increase one a skill. To f- plus five. Yes. Yes. I think I'm going to keep increasing my other ones so that I have a more balanced food group. Uh, also, for the, uh, uh, do we final uh, things before recording should inevitably be ended? Yeah. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. Peace out, Internet. Bye, Internet. Good night, Internet. Good night. Good night.